Hey guys, welcome back to Turn Back the Clock. I'm here with my co-host Adam, and I'm joined by Danny Black, Hobby News Daily, John Newman, Sports Card Nation. How's it going, you guys? It's going Great. on. Awesome. This is uh, this is cool. I was I was waiting. This is like making it to the big leagues. I think. Uh, I think it's reversed. I think you're going in the minor leagues now, but that's okay. Uh, I'm just hoping I don't get sent down after this. Like I, I do bad, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm back in like triple or double A. Well, so what we have for you guys tonight, and if you don't know, turn back the clock. We talk about something relevant in the hobby, and then we show some cards. We normally do pickups. But this one's going to be a little different. Um, I wanted to talk. I, I brought up three questions to these guys, and the three questions that we're going to go through is – what single baseball card do you think will go up the most in five years from now? Question number two, what decade of baseball cards do you think will go up the most 10 years from now? And the third question, if you could only collect three players the rest of your life, who would it be? And now this is like, who doesn't love talking about the future of the hobby and where we think what cards we think are going to be the most valuable in the future. I myself always think about every single purchase I make and I want my cards to be worth more in the future. I obviously pick up cards that are just for fun and I know aren't going to be worth anything in the future, but 90% of my money, I want it to grow in the future. So there's a lot of thoughts that go into this and this is going to be completely fun um, we can heckle each other for wrong choices or choices we think are wrong. It's literally anything we say, take it with a grain of salt. This is pure speculation because no one knows the future of sports cars. No one knows the future of anything. So this is just going to be a good time. And I thought it was a perfect chance to talk to these two guys. And I'm really proud to have Danny Black on here, Hobby News Daily, um, uh, such a respectful person in the hobby. Love the man. John Newman, same thing, Sports Card Nation. And then, of course, Adam. So, you guys, uh, uh, first, what I want to do is introduce you guys. You guys can talk about your channel, talk about what you collect, and then we'll do the questions. So, let's start with Danny. Tell us about yourself. Um, give us a rundown where we can find you and the Hobby News Daily and, and all that. So, go for it. Well, first of all, so so stoked to be here. So honored you guys have me on. Uh, just just glad to be here. Uh, first of all, I, and second of all, this is the longest that anybody's ever had John and I on camera without us talking was that introduction. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't. I actually didn't know if our microphones were broken. You know, we, we've never gone that long. Um, so that's fantastic. Uh, I, I I started hobbynewsdaily.com. If you if you love reading about the hobby, if you're a fan of the hobby, if you want to see links to to great podcasts and great uh, great YouTubers, uh, gem rate data, all sorts of stuff, hobbynewsdaily.com. Um, I'm also blessed to be a part of the Hobby Hotline crew, and you can find me uh, right now pretty much on every episode <laughs> and on Card Menches every other Friday with uh mr newman below me there and that's and i'll make sure i tag yeah. all of these so any anything that you guys mention i'll make sure to get a link and i'll put it below so anybody watching 
All you have to do is go to the descri description, click on it, subscribe to their channels, check out Hobby News Daily. All the links will be listed below. So it's really easy. Thanks, Danny. I'm, I'm super glad you're, you're here to join us. Thank you. John. All right, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it as short and sweet as I can. Uh, also part of Harvey News Daily, uh, write for them, help Danny out. Uh, it's, a, it's a great website, as Danny just said. Uh, Hobby Hotline as well. Uh, Adam's uh, now a, a new member of that, so uh, I'll do the first on-air official uh, welcome, uh, welcome to the team. Uh, Sports Car Nation, every Friday, uh, on, on audio, uh, I release video of, of my interview, I guess, about two weeks uh, after the audio. Um, we're going on our fifth year. It's crazy when I think about that. Um, just, the, the, you know, over 200 different people uh, on the show. That's on, on every Friday. Uh, Monday's uh, Hobby Quick Hits, which is just me. Shorter, shorter episodes, one topic every other week. And the other week... Uh, the reason it's every other week is, is like Danny said, we do uh, card matches every other Friday uh, live, and then they, we release the audio uh, every other Monday. And card matches is just us two uh, cutting it up, having fun. We talk about obviously a topic, but really not not tons of script and and just kind of uh, whatever we decide to kind of is the topic, and then we just have a lot of fun. We I don't do a ton. A we don't do a ton of live stuff other than Hobby Hotline, so it's a chance for us to kind of do something together um, where it's live. And, again, we can't guarantee anybody's safety, but uh, we probably can almost guarantee you laugh at least one time. Well, I will say my mother did vote her favorite show, so. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my mom didn't watch it, but had she, she would have voted the same. <laughs> Uh, thanks, John. Uh, thanks for joining us here. And Adam, welcome. Uh, anything you want to say before we start? No, I just want to say um, the four of us and uh, Sunday Friedman at the National, that was like one of the highlights for me, man. So I just want to mention that because that was that was so much fun getting up there with you guys and doing an episode of Sports Card Nation. So here we are again. Excited to, to talk with you guys again. Dylan, you're doing some frozen head stuff. Uh, we can hear you fine, but I just wanted to let you know. I don't know if this, no worries either way, but just wanted to let you know you're doing the frozen head thing. <laughs> standard, uh, standard Hawaii problem. But I can hear you fine. So. Internet. Yep. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to get going. Well, you guys, let's do it. Okay. First question, really big one. Now I've been soul searching a lot because I been selling a lot of cards and i'm looking for iconic cards and cards that i just have always wanted to own and i want to put my hobby dollars to work in a proper way so the question i ask these guys what single baseball card do you think will go up the most five years from now danny why don't you take the first first jab at this one okay so john and i have a tradition of we don't follow the rules so I have two that I want to mention. <laughs> even better. Even more investment uh, advice. Uh, I think I, I, I absolutely uh, want to talk about the 1980 Ricky Henderson rookie card. Uh, one, because the jump in population from a seven and eight is so dramatic. Eight to nine, even more dramatic. And the price jump is, is, is crazy. Forget a 10. If you have a 10, enjoy your new car. 
But if, if you're looking in that nine category, right now it's a, it's around $1,500. Um, the eight is sitting at around $200. So I think there's so much growth potential in between, in, in that difference and in that area. I also think you're talking about the all-time leader in runs, walks, a, a gentleman who's in his 60s, who I think is only going to be getting more and more respect as one of the greatest living players. And I and I think it's a card that's going to go up uh, tre- tremendously, quite frankly, over the next umpteen years, but certainly in the short five-year term. The, the other one is the Cal Ripken rookie card. I'll take the basic three-player, Bob Bonner, uh, Jeff Schneider, and uh, I, I just think that's an undervalued card. And once again, in high grades, when you get to, to the seven, eights, and nines, and tens, um, I think the, those prices are, are going to go up uh, a, a lot, just, just based upon him aging out and me being an Oriole fan. So how's that? Awesome. I think, love, love both I, choices. I think we just found out Danny bought a 100-count lot. Of the Cal Ripken <laughs> trio rookie card is what we just uh, read in between the lines. I, I agree with the Hen. I think the Henderson, especially in the higher grades, Danny. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not a short printed card by by any stretch. But um, and what you might see, you, you hit on a great point is, you know, what's the what's the real difference between an eight and a nine, right? To the to the eye, you know what I mean. So you, know, but the price, like you pointed out, the difference is sleeping on the sofa or not. <laughs> yeah. So you might see a lot of people crack eights with the chances if they think they can change it over to a nine. I, it's not my kind of deal, but people do that, right? That's part of of the hobby, whether you like it or not. So uh, you may see that, and 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 I do think. I mean, everything you said about the player. Yeah, is right. I think he's one of the greatest players. I don't think he gets enough credit uh, for for what he's done. And, and, you know, as he, you know, he's in his 60s, like you said, no one unfortunately lives forever. And so it might be one of those when, you know, he gets even older or when that day comes, right, well, you know, maybe he'll be more appreciated. So um, I agree with you in the high grades. The Ripken, I don't see it, but it's that's your get, you know, that's your answer. So, um, like I I'm said, sorry, I'm sorry, your internet broke up. You agree with me? Thank you. That's <laughs> I'm on eBay right now buying them up. So, <laughs> it's uh, gratification. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm like, I think those two cards are awesome cards. But yeah, I'm like, I just can't see it myself being like. I think I guess we could take a lot from what we learned during the pandemic, the huge price spike that we saw on Ricky Henderson. So I'd probably agree with the Ricky Henderson because we already saw that happen. They shot up to the moon and then they came back to a, a level spot at least. So I think that kind of tells us the future of what is going to go up at some point again because we saw those initial ones. The Cal Ripken, you know, you're just a super Cal Ripken fan. I love it. And I grew up loving Cal Ripken. I have a Cal Ripken uh, book report, a uh, baseball card report I did all about Cal Ripken. So, uh, you know, teach their own. So that's cool. <laughs> I I do think that there's a shot. I do too. I, I, yeah. I think so too. I think Cal Ripken's a guy who um, he's going to be more and more appreciated I mean, over time too. Just, I feel like he's kind of under the radar overall, really. 
you know, unless you're from Baltimore or something. Well, when you start seeing the shortstops like Jeter and the bigger shortstops get all the notoriety and the Corey Seegers, you know, if they talk about players like that, Cal's going to get credit for being the trendsetter. All these guys would have been third basemen before Cal. So I, I, I do see, you know, part of that, you know, having an impact on the way people look at him. And, you know, I, maybe we're, we're all a little too old that he seems so young, but, you know, he, he, he's 64. So, or 63 this year. So, you know, isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Crazy to think that 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 age makes me feel old. The fact that Cal Ripken, yeah, big time. So, that you know, not to put that on him as a reason to to invest in the card, but I, but I think just we tend to respect our elders more, and I think that gets reflected in the hobby. Awesome. Okay. Well, John, what do you got for us? Right, those are not my two, but uh, you know, I'm gonna go even. I'm gonna go old school and, and way back here in, in in the vintage time machine here, to, you know, this card to me is is just way undervalued. I think it definitely has a lot more ceiling. That's a 1933 Gaudi Jimmy Fox rookie. Uh, when you think about the Jimmy Fox, you got you know 534 home runs in an era when the ball wasn't as lively as we know it in, in later years. Uh, three-time MVP, won a Triple Crown. He's got two World Series rings, nine-time All-Star. And the guy even won two batting titles, right? You don't traditionally think of home run guys as winning a batting average titles. He's got two of those, a 428 on-base percentage. And you can have that card, especially in lower grades, way too cheap. I don't own it yet. So I'm actually probably hurting myself talking about this card now, but it's going to be a card I need to really add to my Hall of Fame rookie, you know, PC uh, because I don't have it. And it's just way too low when you look at his contemporaries that he played with. And in some cases, he has better numbers than guys whose cards are are more money. And if, you know, I don't, I don't like the – sometimes I think we're too much into analytics, but when you, you look at the pop report, I don't have the numbers in front of me, there's less of those rookie cards graded than some of the other ones that are, are worth significantly more. So there's not um, – you know, whatever happened to them or people aren't grading them or people didn't keep them in the same vein as, you know, Mantles and, and Mays and, and guys like that. Um, you know, or Garrick from the same, uh, and Ruth from the same sort of error. Um, he's just way undervalued, and that that card, sp- particularly, I think we could say all Jimmy Fox cards, really. But you know, I'm a rookie card guy, so I'm going to look at that card, look to add it to to my PC uh, before it goes up. But I, I think that there's a lot of ceiling left in that card, um, and and like Danny, I like to. The skirt the rules so i'm gonna have an honorable mention card guys um 19 and i and i picked this up at the national in low grade i think it's over here but this card almost for the same well, reason right did you did, did did you have a good friend who, who pointed it out nice yeah oh yeah frank oh, robinson yeah, 57 yeah. tops this guy way too cheap again played in an era where he was sort of overshadowed by a lot of big name guys as well um, 
but I mean, his numbers are better than even some of those guys. And he went on to be the first. There you go. Nice. The first. And let's let's talk about even post playing. Uh, you know, became the first African American manager. There's history uh, there as well. I, I mean, so so I, I'm, those are my two picks. I'm going 33 Gowdy and 57. Uh, 33 Gowdy, Jimmy Fox, and 57. Uh, you know, tops uh, Frank Robinson. Those are the two that just, you know, when I think about this question, they they just instantly came to mind. Can I get Dude, one minute? Can I get one minute? Lost on you, Danny. He squashed you. What? Yeah, what? Dude, he squashed you. I love those choices. I, I know that's that's why I said I need a minute rebuttal because he went he went thirty three <laughs> Gowdy, which is you know, like that that, that low hanging fruit. That's, that's lazy. You got to work a little harder. Well, it's not lazy. That's just Dude, I that's answered the question. What what sense? You know, I went back. I how's it lazy? I went back. I went back further than you did. You just Dylan. Went, you went Dylan, one I think that, Dylan. I think there's a future for T two oh six. Oh man! Certain, maybe a certain guy. Oh, well, maybe a certain. I didn't I, say the whole thirty-three thousand. I, thought, I think he nailed it. I think he yeah, nailed it. Yeah, he said one it. individual card, really iconic, and it is really undervalued. I've been looking at that card. I think it's spectacular. I have the four and one where it's the same image, but it's the cheap. It's the poor man's version. Well, later Jimmy, years, what, of course. But. Jimmy well, Fox listen, is also from Maryland. Dylan, even the thirty-three Gaudi for what it goes for. You can call that almost a poor man's version. I know you can get that under four figures. Yeah, you're right. On, you're right. On grade. Yeah. And I know some people are like, four figures is expensive. I so I'm not trying to like thousand bucks a thousand bucks, but you know, when we look at some of these other players and cards uh from from a, a similar ilk or, or even lesser players in some cases, what their cards bring in comparison to Jimmy Fox and um I don't know. I don't know why, why. Don't ask me why. Just know that card comes to my mind first. But if we're looking for for runway to go up, is there a runway on a thirty three that, that's been been out for ninety years, or or is it a card that maybe you know ha, has some you know some newer newer stuff that might happen to it? You know, changes in the player. You know, more news. Well, Ricky Henderson ain't stealing any more bases right now either. Oh, and he no, I just looked, who knows what? No, still I just looked at the box score. He's still whatever the whatever he has, he still has it today. Whatever he had yesterday. I'm just saying, I I I I, I, I like my Ricky Henderson. Cal Ripken might have been a homer pick, but but I'm going to stand and, by Rick. Cal Ripken's definitely a homer pick. And you, hey, you here's could, you what I don't like: Jackie Robinson or Clemente. A lot like those guys over the last five years have skyrocketed. Um, even out, they've outpaced all the other legends. So it it could just happen out of the blue, like it like it did with those guys. Agreed, agree, hundred percent. That's how it works. Yeah. It's got to be the next, right? Whoever the next card that kind of crescendos up. Believe me, it was the Jackie. I, I kicked the can down the road too many times. It cost me more money when uh, I waited too long. So uh, it could happen with the Fox rookie. You know, again, this is the fun of this question is, you know, five years, let's meet back here at the same date and time and see see totally. what, uh, see how we did. It's recorded. So this is this is awesome. <laughs> 
I'm sure I have a few more gray hairs if I'm still well, around. Adam, you got to go buy a Frank rookie now. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, I blew it. Is they're it, so man. cheap. I feel yeah. like they're so cheap. Like they're so undervalued. In your pocket, a nice. I don't one. know why. I, that's one of those cards that every time I see it, I'm like, "What are you doing? Why don't you have that? Come on, man." Yeah. Um, so you guys are really gonna probably everyone's gonna hate this one. Um, but I, okay, so hear me out on this. Ready? You already mentioned this guy, and this is a guy who's not under the radar. He's, you know, he's highly collected, and I hated this guy, and I kind of still do, but um, he's growing on me a little bit, and that's. Derek Jeter. Uh, I know it. And you, I know everyone's going to say, look. Thank you. It's been already... fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I, I I grew up a Red Sox fan. I hated this guy. I, I could not stand him. Um, but he's kind of got that feel to me of, if you think of another guy I hated when I was a kid. Now, he, he isn't the Michael Jordan of baseball. I'm not saying that. But I hated Michael Jordan when I was a kid. I was a Celtics fan. Now I really appreciate Michael Jordan, and I want to buy some of his cards. And I think Jeter over the years is going to get into that zone, not because he's as good as those guys. You know, he's not, a, he's not the greatest ever or anything like that, but uh, everyone calls him overrated so much that I almost feel like he's becoming underrated as a player. And in the hobby, I just feel like, you know, people are going to become in, in five years, even 10 years, 15 years, people are going to get even more nostalgic about those Yankee, that Yankee dynasty, um, especially Yankee fans. But I think even fans of other teams might get there at some point like they did with Michael Jordan and I think like they'll get with Tom Brady um, so I think like a card like the 93 SP authentic Jeter which obviously in a 10 it's like a what did it sell for like two hundred thousand dollars one time but I could see that being a million dollar card in the future there's only like 20 of the 10s and then the nines there's you know there's hundreds of them but the nines only sell for like I don't know three four five thousand or something like that in a PSA nine uh, I don't know. I, I, I see a little Mickey Mantle in uh, Derek Jeter. Like uh, Mickey Mantle really skyrocketed like 20 years, 30 years after he stopped playing. And I could I could see Jeter start to go down that line, too, because he's yeah, he's the captain of the Yankees. He won all these championships. Just a thought. Uh, I don't I don't own any Jeter cards. I'm not going to buy that card. But you're asking who I think could could climb even more. I think Jeter could become one of those guys. I know I'm going to get killed for this, but there it is. Um, Dan, Danny's just ready to attack you. I know. Hey, I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan. I, I, but I, was, no, about say, I was about to say, you know for a fact Nomar Garcia Parra was a better shortstop. True, but that's not how the hobby works, man. We're talking prices, and and guess what? He, a lot of guys were better Cheater than never got Cheater never got any better than when he was worse than Garcia Parra. Yeah, I love Nomar. I used to have a sticker on my car that said Nomar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, we used to say Nomar Derek. Yeah, but <laughs> – I know that, that was probably a bad take, but I just feel like I feel like Jeter's going to go up in price even further. Well, I'm, I'm not going to kill Adam. Can we, can we, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really going to kill Adam. I actually don't disagree with him too much. I I think. Now listen, you're you're looking at a guy. The guy talking right now sold. I had my store in 1993 in New York, and I thought Jeter was just an overrated, good-looking young kid who was the shortstop for the Yankees. And did not see like the career he had. So I, I, in a two-year span, I talk about this on my show. I sold about 150 of those SP uh, rookie cards. Uh, uh, most of them were off between 20 and 50 bucks. Obviously, if I knew then what I know now, uh, I probably would have stashed some more away 
and, and kept him. But you, you know, you know, to me, it was just kind of, you know, a, a pretty boy Yankee shortstop. But you know, for the reasons Adam just said, all the World Series rings, some of those clutch plays. Uh, I think that's what he's known for, right? Is those clutch moments. Uh, we he's got those. I don't and think. Sorry, I left out. I left yeah. out my best point, uh, which was, you know, one of the reasons Mickey Mantle is the highest priced player is is uh, he'd said it in an interview one time that like not till like the 1980s when he was going to card shows and he really embraced the hobby did his popularity even grow like a lot more within the hobby. We're talking. I think and, and it kind of clicked in my head when I saw Jeter at the National. I was really, it kind of clicked and I was like, man, he's kind of embracing the hobby. He's part of arena club. He's, he's that, that makes a difference, I think in the hobby. So that was just, that's something that got in my head. I was thinking, man, that's, that's something that he's doing that some of these other legends haven't done yet, you know? And, and people like the accolades, Adam, the rings, the clutch moments, you know, playing for the Yankees obviously is, is a huge feather. Yeah. And, and, and listen, now he's doing now he's doing media, right? He's an analyst. I think we too we see that too when someone stays sort of in the limelight rather than just fade into oblivion. Uh, that also helps their value because they're still they're still being talked about even as a non-player, but now as uh, as an analyst, do he's doing uh, the postseason uh, for Fox? So. Uh, with a ride, which I find kind of uh, amusing and funny in in its own right, and and Big Poppy. So uh, I think he's going to be like he's not just going to disappear. You're going to see him on TV, whether it be as an analyst, commercials, and marketed in that way. So uh, I agree. And and that 93 SP, as we all know, right, condition sensitive with that foil. So as, as Adam pointed out, some of those higher grade ones um, that are not prevalent uh, as much as the overall card, uh, those could see an uptick when people realize, like, it's a very small percentage that grades 9 or 10 out of all of these. And so for sure, and I'm not a big Jeter guy, but that doesn't mean I can't be honest uh, uh, about it. And uh, so I won't, I won't disagree. I think he... You know, you put him on another team. We're not talking about him in the same in the same totally. vein. You know, if he was yeah. San Diego Padres, you know, he'd be a good shortstop, uh, borderline maybe Hall of Famer because he probably wouldn't have all the the rings and clutch moments, and uh, it'd be a whole different uh, book. But uh, that's you know, that's uh, what ifs, right? We don't have to. There is no what ifs with him. He, it's a done deal. So. Uh, I I don't I don't hate that pick. Uh, I don't like Derek Jeter per se, but I don't I I, I actually like the pick. God, if if, if me I mean, like twenty like years ago saw, could see me saying that now, I would have killed myself. <laughs> I can't believe I I can't believe I'm praising <laughs> Derek Jeter, but it's, yeah, that's it. Dude, Whatever. he's like top five greatest Yankees ever, like most famous, most celebrated Yankees of all time. I would put him in the top five category. I but, mean. But he's not a top five Yankee of all time. This is the Derek, this is the Derek Jeter marketing ploy. They have you believing these things. Go to Monument <laughs> Park. I, I, okay, I don't know. Ba Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle. Yogi Berra, Yogi Berra. Derek. When are you going to say Joe DiMaggio? Joe DiMaggio. Oh, yeah, Joe DiMaggio. Oh. There's five. <laughs> he was pretty good. 
All right, and, and <laughs> Jeter. So well, let's go top six. I'll put him in my top six then. Ooh. How about how about the guy prior to Jeter, Bobby Meacham? <laughs> I think if there's no Bobby Meacham, there's probably no Derek Jeter. Brian Taylor. Uh, oh, Brian, poor Brian Taylor. Oh man. All right. All right. I'll give you guys my choice. Mine's so simple, but I thought this one through over the last few months because I've been hunting for like where am I gonna spend my money? And this this car just to me is so undervalued, even though it popped huge. I think it is to me probably one, maybe top four most iconic cards of all time. And that is the 52 tops Jackie Robinson. And you can buy this card in a really nice looking two for around $7,000. I know that's crazy, but that is totally doable. That is not a, a Mickey Mantle in a two is going to be 30 grand plus. I think there's a lot of reasons that, I personally should be buying a 1952 Tops Jackie Robinson. Even though it's skyrocketed over the last few years, I think this is going to be one of the most iconic cards in our hobby five years from now, period. I, oh, I could put nice. that, I could say top four. So easy, you could say it's an easy, low-hanging fruit type thing, but I really thought this one through, and that's my choice. John's not going to argue two, with that. Five years from now. Well, I will say this though, Adam. I will a lot more. I I I think it's I think it's sort of it's got room. It's still a little ceiling left. I don't want to sit there and say like it's 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 hit the roof and and the cap is met. But I think it when you think about it, you know, it's a fourth a fourth year card if you look at it in those terms. I mean, the fifty two set in general is highly revered, right? Um, even the Andy Pafko number one uh, is is a, a super marketable a car. I, I don't know. I, I like to pick because I'm a Jackie guy. So in that respect, I won't argue. I just, I don't know if there's enough ceiling there on that card. That card has kind of went up. Uh, I think you, you touched on that, Dylan. It has. I mean, when you think of, a, you know, I know when we think of million-dollar cards, $7,000 doesn't seem like a lot, but probably to most collectors, that's a good chunk of, of change. Heck, to me, it's a good chunk of change. So, um, you know, that's a card I think you, you're better off almost buying raw and taking a shot that way and then and then having it graded. I think that's where there's more ceiling than the already graded versions of the card. I think that would be a better play is to – you know, look at some raw ones and probably most likely in person rather than online. Find one you think, you know, you can get a deal on that. You know, we all do that, right? We look at a card that's raw. We kind of do our own self-grading, right? I think this will pull a, a two, a three, a five, whatever. Uh, I think that's your best play with that card, Dylan, is to buy that raw and then grade it and, and cross your fingers, right, that you did well uh, that way. Um, I think the graded versions already are sort of right up against that. I'm not saying they can't go up. I mean, Jackie's stuff, I think we've seen that, Dylan. Um, you know, no matter what the economy's doing or what the card market's doing, Jackie uh, seems sort of uh, uh, 
you know, recession proof, if you will. His his stuff doesn't go down in the same regards as as other players do. And uh, he's in that he's kind of in that tier. So, yeah, it's a great card. I'm not gonna uh, you definitely won't get in. I think you buy it raw and then sub it and cross your fingers. And, and if you get a deal on it or what you perceive as a deal raw and, and you grade it and you do well, I think I think that's where you you get the most bang for your buck. Well, I definitely won't be buying it raw because I'm not ready to cross my fingers. <laughs> but I it's a risk. It's a risk. I also don't have seven thousand dollars, but there were no <laughs> rules on this, and I have been hunting to what I want to hunt and what I want to get rid of, and that card just always pops up to me like if I could own any card under ten grand in my mind, I go I can do ten grand because I can sell ten grand worth of cards if I need to. So yeah, I just kept going back to it every time I was looking at even his other cards and, and I just kept going back to the 52. So there we go. Round one. That was a long round. That was fun though. That was fun. Well, um, okay. Round John and I are none for long round. <laughs> <laughs> In more ways than one. Maybe, I'll, oh, maybe I'll split it up into a couple episodes. We'll see. Okay. So the next question what decade of baseball cards do you think will go up the most 10 years from now? The 2030s. So simple, <laughs> simple question. Boom. Danny, you're up. I said the 2030s. The 2030s? Oh, 2030s. Okay. No. Why? Because the 10 years from now, they'll be worth a lot more. Um, I, I, <laughs> Just because it's obvious? They'll be pumped. Yeah. Right. Um, no, I, I think the seventies, I think, I think the seventies has undervalued hall of famers. Um, I think a lot of the cards that we've kind of made fun of over the years, the Brett rookies, the Molitor and Trammels. Uh, I think some of these cards, we're going to start looking at the Carlton rookie or Carlton early years, um, Seaver early years, even if the rookies were the late sixties, but that whole decade is just going to get so much more respect. I think a lot of those hall of famers, um, are going to get boosted. I just see the '70s re really going up another level, especially in good quality, especially in high grade. All right, I don't agree, but I like the you know I didn't I always just think the '70s are everyone's been saying that for 10, 15 years. The '70s are going to take off. There, the '70s cards are the same price today as they were before the pandemic. Most of them, which is crazy. And yeah, there is room for that to go up. I just, I, I don't agree. I just don't see the 70s as, I think they printed a whole bunch. There's a bunch in sevens and eights and nines and they're beautiful. I love the 70s. 75 Robin Young, my favorite baseball card of all time. I just don't see that being the best decade 10 years from now. But well, if I'm we're, wrong, we're, we're, we're going to replay this in five years. In, in five years, we'll replay this. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a 10-year question, but ten years. We'll do five ten. years. We'll do five well, ten years. 10-year, I feel even stronger. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. All right. Anyone else have any counter on that one? Am I the one? I like – I'm going to – I'll give Danny a little credit. I like this I like this answer. I don't think all – I don't know about just the 70s. I think certain cards, some of them you mentioned, Danny, you got the Murray are, are undervalued. Yeah, Eddie Murray rookie is undervalued. I think Brett, I know it's not a short printed, you know, there's plenty of them. Again, some of the higher grade ones uh, might see some ex, uh, escalation in, in, in price. 
Uh, I like the answer. Some of the even the relievers that are in the hall from that era, the Eckersleys and the Gossages. Um, I think uh, people will will look back at those and start to pick those up, and there there'll be an increase. Crazy as it sounds, there might be an uptick in with, with them. I, I don't know if I'd say just the '70s. I think just certain cards from the '70s definitely have a lot of uh, a lot of room to uh, a lot of growth uh, potential. So I I, I don't I, I kind of like that answer uh, in general. All right. Adam, you okay with that answer? Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of, I don't really, I'm kind of neutral on the 70s. I don't really have a lot of 70s okay. cards, uh, but be, they are not that expensive now. So they, they definitely have the room to run. Whereas, you know, these other decades, a lot of them have already climbed so much that that could be, yeah, that could be one that people target. That. And I, uh, I don't really, yeah, I don't have a strong opinion either way on the 70s, I guess. I don't really, I'm not sure. <laughs> 70s is awesome. I they're the baseball cards in the 70s are some of my favorites of all time. So I'll clarify that. But all right, John, what do you got for us? Give I'm us going. I'm going newer. I know I went kind of older on the first question with 33 and 57. Uh, might surprise you with this one. 1990s tough to find or rare inserts from the 90s. There's a lot of low printed. Uh, tough to find inserts from the 90s. Uh, and we saw that happen on the basketball side of the hobby. Some of those 90 inserts just, you know, crescendoed to crazy levels from one level to the next rather quickly. It didn't happen in the same regard on the baseball side. And there's, there's equally amounts of 90s baseball inserts that are in the same vein as those basketball inserts I'm talking about. And so I think at some point, uh, you know, I think it's starting to happen. I think it just will continue uh, to grow that people will look back and start to pick off these, you know, 90s uh, tougher to find short printed inserts of, of guys like Griffey Jr., Frank Thomas, Gwynn, Maddox. Uh, I'm not going to name every Hall of Famer from the 90s, but you get you get the gist of, of what I'm saying. There's some really short printed inserts and people are starting to look at those and like figure out like there's only a hundred of these or there's only a thousand of these and you know, they're, they're harder to find and uh, then you grade them or you, you know, a nine or a 10 and it suddenly becomes a four figure card. that didn't cost me that. So I think in 10 years, some of these tougher 90s baseball inserts, uh, again, the tougher ones, I'm not just saying uh, it's not a blanket 90s baseball insert because there's some really bad ones that will always be a dollar and 50 cents and in the bargain box. I'm talking about some of the rarer, harder to find short printed ones that were produced uh, in the 90s in not prevalent uh, fashion. I think people are going to start seeking those out even more so. And when they do, as we know, right, demand uh, dictates a, a price increase. And I think well, people will start to get in a little more bidding wars. I think we've, we've seen that a little bit. I just think it continues uh, each year. And if you're, we're using a 10-year window, I think that just keeps keeps getting, you know, better or worse, depending on, on who you ask uh, in the next 10 years. 
Are you Joe, talking I about? I know. I think Adam loves that answer. I love that answer. I think it's you, great. It's like you were you were connected to my brain on that answer, did. John. That's exactly what I was going to say. The '90s, uh, it, within the last couple of years, I started player collecting pretty heavily. Pedro Martinez, and um, you know, as we know, pitchers are more affordable in the hobby, even the great pitchers. Uh, but man, you know, I kind of started off during the junk wax era with rookie cards and stuff like that. Uh, whereas cards are so cheap because there's so many of them. But then, yeah, you get into the, the mid-90s, the late-90s, and they're expensive, but they're nowhere near what basketball and, and, and even football, like some of these same parallels and inserts, um, essential credentials, precious metal gems. They got them all for baseball, too, and they're expensive now, but they're nowhere near what, what these other sports are. And, you know, baseball cards have always been the most popular in the hobby, so I, I feel like baseball has a lot of room to catch up and certainly could. And there's so many cool players from that era too, that like you said, um, even guys like Barry Bonds, you know, people that are going to play or collect him. He's got, he's got cards, all those big cards are, you know, Frank Thomas, Griffey pitchers, Greg Maddox. There's so many great players that um, it's, it's fun because uh, there's so many, like I've learned so much over the last couple of years about that time period. Cause I wasn't, actively uh, buying cards during that period. I stopped around 95. Uh, so I didn't know anything about any of those cards. So it's it's been like a crash course and really fun. And yeah, I feel like the more people that go back, uh, they'll, they'll want to spend their, a lot of their money there because it's really, it's a fun way to collect. I want to give a shout out too to uh, Pacific Cards. I know you got an episode with Mike Kramer on Sports Card Nation coming out tomorrow. I'm excited for that one. I was uh, lucky enough to talk with them recently too, because I'm a huge Pacific fan. So uh, even though some of those cards, Pacific cards from the yeah, and they 90s, did. It's awesome. a great, it's it's a great point, Adam. They they did some of those cards I'm talking about, and I'm, I'm not yep. just saying that because you had him on. He's coming on the next two weeks uh, for for Sports Card Nation, but they have some of those uh, tougher to pull. Uh, inserts and some of the innovation that they did and it's going to sound like we me and adam just got hired by mike kramer to do promo but we're just being honest some of those cards they did were ahead of the time and i was in the hobby then and i, I think you were too adam you said you up until 95 we didn't realize it though that's that's the that's the funny part we were in it it's like you're in it but you don't even realize ultimately what's going on long term right if we knew, it's the old saying, like we knew then what, you know, if we knew then what we know now, we would have bought these and hoarded. The, we didn't know. Uh, we just thought they looked really cool. And that's different. No one else is doing that. But then you, and you really think about like, hey, they didn't produce a lot of these, period. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, people are going to go back and look for those. And and some of those, again, not to, not to make this a Pacific infomercial, but they're sort of the poster child for kind of this point is uh, some of the stuff they did, you know, like even the Kramer's Choice inserts, which, uh, which uh, you know, Mike will tell you, they didn't make a ton of them. Those things are, are four figures. Uh, and even some of the lesser players uh, bring uh, high three figures like those and in demand, like people are looking uh, for them, the, the complete like runs and complete sets. And I think that will happen. And now, again, not just with Pacific inserts, uh, but Upper Deck made some some crazy stuff back in the day. Fleer Ultra. Fleer, yeah, Des Fleer Ultra. Desert Shield and Tiffany have held their value for yeah. 30 years. Yeah. 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 
So I think you're. I think there's still a lot of potential uh, because, the, the, like we were talking about, we see basketball and football rise meteorically, right? And and baseball did a little bit, but not in the same vein. And, and like Adam pointed out, you know, baseball is arguably the longest collected hobby. And you know, with basketball kind of settling down now, um, you know. We'll see what Wemby does to, to, to rebound that hobby sport. But, you know, baseball is still in, in most people's hearts uh, number one, right? And so I think people are going to look to that decade and say, I didn't even know this card existed. I, I do that. And I lived in the era, right? And you got people now in the hobby that maybe didn't collect in the 90s that will see some of this stuff and say, holy smokes, I got to I gotta get that. Or if you're a player collector, right? Like Adam mentioned, Pedro's. He's probably, I'll let him answer this, but he's probably found some Pedro's he didn't even realize existed until he kind of searched maybe for something else so and many. just ran across it. And other yeah. people are going to find out, out that I do, like I said. And I've been doing this, you know, 40 years, and I see stuff like, what is that? And I don't remember that. So, you know, I'm sure other people uh, will will as well and then you buy a couple of those cards and then you're like hey i'm gonna go for this set and now you now you you know so i think that 90s tougher inserts are going to uh, rise in the next 10 years especially on the baseball side that's what i was gonna say <laughs> we're all in agreement you didn't buzz in and quick enough guys should we start a 90s show i think we john you need another show on your belt let's do a 90s uh, podcast yeah, I, that's what I need. Another what? show. That's that's what my wife told me the other yeah, day. She goes, exactly. you know, you know what you yep. need, John? Don't you have a don't you have another podcast in you? <laughs> no, not really. You want to do one with me? She goes, no. <laughs> so so you took the same thing, Adam. You get nineties minute. You get ninety minutes on nineties cards. You got to be yeah. careful what yeah, that. I, listen, I I used to do ninety minute shows. That's uh, I try not to do those anymore. Uh, Adam, that was your your choice too, yeah. Yeah, nineties. I so, figured yep. it, but I knew it would be. Yep. A right. Apparently, we're each other's spirit animal. We didn't even yes. realize it until just now. Well, my got, choice Dylan? is right up with you guys, you two. Um, but I'm going the next de decade up. I'm going from 2000 to 2010. Um, there was I was buying. Oh, that was when I was crushing baseball cards. I was ripping them open like crazy. I was. I had a job and I had a friend that was into it. So we were buying packs all the time and ripping them open. You got Albert Pujols coming into the Hall of Fame soon. Ichiro coming into the Hall of Fame soon. Ten years from now, all the people who missed out on that era because there weren't as many cards being printed. There weren't as many collectors. Um, there's a ton of rare stuff just like the 90s that jumps into the 2000s. And I've been hunting them down. So I'm going for my, you know, anything numbered 99 or less. I've been trying to scoop up of Ichiro, Pujols, and I, I have loads of them, and I'm just, I'm basically just hoarding them. Um, I love that decade, and it, for me in particular, it brings back so many memories of me pulling cards from these packs and me actually buying the ones that I wish I pulled. Um, so I take the same sense that I think the 90s have already not, probably they're still going to continue to rise, but I think that, has played out a great deal where everyone that got into the pandemic really went right after the 90s, in my opinion. Those skyrocketed because 
they were our generation and they were going back into cards and they're like the nineties, man, remember those, remember those, you know, those autographs and all that stuff. I think the same thing's going to happen in two thousands. The people like me who actually watched Albert Pujols watched Ichiro as adults and they weren't buying the cards then. And I think the same thing that happened to the nineties cards, which I think will continue to rise, I think is going to happen with the 2000 cards 10 years from now. So my choice really relevant to the same type of situation you guys have, the inserts, the rare stuff, um, same thing. I think the 2000s, the early 2000s, is even more rare than most of the 90s, at least the early 90s, simply because there weren't that many people in the hobby. The hobby was kind of dead in the early 2000s. Like I remember being able to get anything I wanted at these card shops at Frankenstein's, and it was nothing like it was from into like 93 or so. So I guess late 90s too, there weren't a lot of people in it in 96. Probably 90, probably 95 to 2007 or eight. There was like maybe even all the way up to nine. There weren't that many people in the hobby compared to now and prior. Yeah, that so was, that's my vote. That was when everyone realized like their cards weren't going to pay for their kids' college education. <laughs> so they, totally. they, they left. When they're back now, they're back now. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, but yeah. uh, you know, yes. that's that's what happened there. I don't. I actually, I'll I'll agree with you, Dylan. I, I think it's just really a continuation to go back to the nineties. Yeah. I think both of those errors, right, are going to see some of those rare and tougher to find inserts. Uh, see a lot more interest and a lot more people seeking them out. So you won't get an argument from me uh, with that pick. Dylan, the one thing right I up. like about your pick is I think you've got a lot of guys um, who are not on the radar yet for the hobby community. So I think you can get in a little bit lower and there's more of a more, more room to grow there. Um, I think some of the nineties yeah. inserts pe people have been onto a little bit um, and, and you might have to, pay a little bit more up front uh where right now evidently you're other than you know you buying all the pool holes and each rows we can find a couple on ebay <laughs> just a few left. there's a few left there's not many left right no there isn't they're at uh, dylan's house right. well that was fun yep yeah they are they're all well they're in the they're behind that Okay, net last question. This one will be more, this one will be faster because this isn't, this next <laughs> question is just fun. It's not like we're looking for like value. I mean, you could take it however you want. I chose my players because there was, there's a lot of them. I connect to these players. Um, I can collect these guys forever and I'll never run out. So if you could only collect three players the rest of your life, who would it be? And I guess if you're going to give the, since you're giving the answers, is it because they're going to be worth more later or is it just because you, these are the players that connect to you? So Danny, I know one for sure that you're going to choose them. Um, go ahead with your three. I, I feel embarrassed I, I to go first yeah. because right. It's Cal Ripken. Then who else? Um, it, it's going to be Cal Ripken, Sandy Koufax for my chalk. Um, the, the, those are my two. And then I'll be honest, I'm, I was very, very torn on the third one. Um, I, I want to give two answers. If money's not an issue, I'm going Babe Ruth. I'm Baltimore all the way. I'm not just buying Babe because he's Babe or the price of the cards. Um, I truly think that he's under-talked about and undervalued in the hobby, if that's even possible. 
Um, he has cards out there. In fact, John's handled one recently, and 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 his stuff is fantastic. Um, so the 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 lottery version is, is Babe Ruth because I think his stuff does not get talked about as nearly as much as it should. The other answer is I would like to go after more Moberg. Um, Moberg w- was a spy. There's a book. There's a movie. Um, it's a long story, but uh, but I'm a big Moberg fan. And he's got a 41 play ball. I've got his 33 Gaudi. I'd like to upgrade um, condition. I would like to kind of chase after some of his rare stuff. He's hard to find, so I think that'd be a good chase player to keep me busy for a while, for years to come. I didn't know there was a movie because I just read that book. Well, the movie's awful. A movie. The movie's awful. I'm glad you read the book. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. based on the book, right. but but it just doesn't do it justice. Yeah, I think you say you're right, David Justice. Like card behind you. That's your fourth guy, value. David Justice. Did you yeah, just say I, that, David? <laughs> <laughs> there's my there's my no bird. I think oh, said David Justice. Awesome. We'll have to replay the video. Hey, later. David Justice played for the Braves when I worked there. He is a <laughs> tremendous hitter. He was. Oh, I'll never forget Dave Justice's 1990 leap card is my favorite. Listen, how great is this episode? In the same episode, we mentioned David Justice and Bobby Meacham. Who, who Wait, we, went, we, we went Mo Berg to David Justice in one sentence. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. We're uh, touching them all, baby. That's awesome. <laughs> break, I love it. They, I'd like to see them break bread. Around. I'd like to get David Justice and Mo Berg to break bread together. That'd be a meal. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, all right, John, what do you got? What would be your three? All right, I'm, I'm going to go in chronological order. So oldest to... to Who are the nine. other two? I tried to, huh? Yeah. Who are the Who other, are the other two? two? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So obviously yeah. Mike, yeah. Mike Chalk's going to be uh, Jackie Robinson. That's that's my guy. Uh, you know, uh, most people know that. So that one's, uh, that one's easy. Uh, then a guy I've really... I've always liked him. I obviously grew up. Uh, watching them play, I, and and again, none of these picks that I'm making are based on values. They're just people, uh, players I enjoy collecting. Uh, the values are sort of secondary, right? I don't collect Jackie Robinson because his cards are a lot of money. I collect Jackie Robinson because I'm from Brooklyn and I learned about him and the social aspect. Uh, the next guy after Jackie is, is Ken Griffey Jr., uh, who I just, you know, you pay to go watch that guy play and just uh, just the joy he had playing it, you know, smiling, his hat backwards, defense, offense, never mentioned when we talk about performance enhancers and you look at his numbers in a decade that was marred by, you know, steroid use. Uh, he was right there step for step with those guys that use, yet he, you know, he never did or at least, we assume he didn't, and, and I'm, I feel pretty safe saying that. So Griffey Jr. is a guy, even today, when I buy stuff or I go to a show or someone brings uh, a case up to the table and asks if I'm buying and I see some Griffey stuff, I'm always trying to grab it just because of everything I just mentioned. And then I'll go with a newer guy uh, because, you know, we want, you know, you, so you like to collect current players if you watch baseball or a baseball fan. And that guy for me now uh, is Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, right now with with the Royals. I think he's just uh, 
sort of a five tool guy can can do uh, uh, everything. I don't know if he's how long he stays with the Royals, but uh, whether he stays with the Royals or moves on to another team, he's about to be a very very rich uh, player. Um, and if he goes to a bigger market, uh, all the more. But he's a guy I enjoy watching in in current uh, in current form. Obviously, Griffey's retired. Jackie's no longer with us. So kind of chronologically, Jackie, uh, Griffey Jr., and Bobby Witt Jr. Are you sure you don't want Griffey Sr. or Bobby Witt Sr. before your turn's over? No, no. I went with the better versions <laughs> of the father-son duo. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a good choice. Just can't go wrong. Adam, what do you got? John, I, I think I'm going to go with – what's the guy you said? Bobby Meacham? Or Bo- what, what's the guy's name? <laughs> yeah. I'm going Bobby Meacham. I want to play you it for like Bobby Meacham. <laughs> Good luck so, to you. Yeah. I was You're thinking right. – uh, so I already I already collect – you know, I've spent a lot of time collecting Mantle and Pedro Martinez. So I'm going to I'm gonna put them aside because I already have some of their car- – you know, a good amount of their cards. So if I could only choose three players, I'm going to choose ones I don't have a lot of their cards of. So uh, I just recently watched a few days ago. You ever see the Willie Mays documentary on uh, on HBO? I was late to that party because I know it's been out for a couple of years. But I watched that thing and, man, it just made me want to go out and buy a bunch of Willie Mays cards after watching that. Um, you know, I always I always love Willie Mays like most people, but even more after watching that. So I would I would love to collect Mays. Great call. Great call. You know, expensive, expensive player to collect. But, man, just all the years of and sets you could collect uh, awesome cards from. Hank Aaron would be another one. I would love to make a player run of Hank Aaron. Um, again, if if I come into a lot more money or something because he's another expensive player. But just to, you you could collect him for a long time because he's got so many cards. And then um, I would say the third one would be I'm going to because I do want to collect someone through the 90s because like we were talking about this. So it's such a fun uh, era to collect. I would probably choose Greg Maddox because uh, another great pitcher. Loved loved watching Maddox and uh, I could chase a lot of those hard to find cards. And that would that would take the rest of my life probably for those guys. So that would do me pretty well there. Those three. Adam, I don't know if you can see it, but I have the Maddox four rookie run on the PSA registry right there. Oh, nice. uh, oh, that's cool. I am a huge Maddox fan. That's cool. Adam wins so far. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my choice. Not my show or my rules, but I just yelled yeah. it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got Ted Williams, Hank Aaron, and then I was torn between modern player, which I, I'm I'm going to choose Mike Trout. But uh, my side, my if it was all vintage, I would have gone with Ernie Banks. So I love Ted Williams. Always have since I was a kid. Had his stuff on my wall my entire life. And Hank Aaron, same thing. Um, to me, he's like just like the greatest overall baseball player to ever live. I love everything about him as a person, everything. Mike Trout, simply because he's an Angels and I can collect his cards forever because they've printed millions and millions of different versions. So yeah. it makes it really fun. Yeah. And he's literally so, yep. the angel in the outfield. So yes. maybe not for, for now. now for, I was yeah, for now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it, you guys. We did it. One hour. We did it. I think we crushed it. Well, oh, that was a really, really fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I blew it. I forgot. We kept you guys you up late, though. You guys are you guys are up. Uh, what is it, eleven o'clock your time? 
Yeah, I'm I'm up yeah, usually anyway, so it's not like I'm past. I'm I'm sort of winding down, but I'm I'm not sleeping usually at, at eleven just yet anyway. So I'm 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 good. I'll talk cards anytime. Okay, final. <laughs> yeah, I'll just final set my alarm word. for two a.m. <laughs> Danny, you got any final words? And then John, and then Adam, and then we can end it. Danny, final Absolutely. words. Any anything you want to talk about? Absolutely. Uh, have fun in the hobby. Uh, everything we say today, ignore completely and do whatever you want to do. Uh, if you want, if you if you want good, clean fun, follow anybody on this screen and their shows and their channels. They're fantastic, and you can't go wrong. And it, and it was a pleasure and an honor to be here. John, yeah, thank you, I'll I'll echo that, man. This was a, a blast. I, I think you 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 know, I've, if I may, without being conceited, saying this, you got four guys on the screen who who love the hobby, care about the hobby, are trying to have fun in the hobby, or are having fun in the hobby. The nice thing about that last question we answered, everybody, you know, about picking three players, we we actually don't really have to do that. We can collect everybody, uh, whoever we want, everyone that. Uh, we all mentioned, right? Uh, I agree with because they're all great. They're all great choices, and and some we didn't mention are still great choices. So the nice thing is we don't have to just uh, pick three. It's just we had to pick three for the show. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, it, it's fun. Uh, collect who you enjoy. Uh, while there's a financial aspect, that doesn't have to be uh, the only reason uh, you do it. So. Uh, again, I appreciate you guys having uh, uh, me on and e even Danny too, because uh, we don't do enough stuff together. I don't, I don't get uh, taken out often. We appreciate you letting me out. <laughs> yeah, this but is, uh, no, th thank you. Awesome. To, thank to be you, able man. to to be able to jump on and, and talk with three other guys about uh, cards and, and baseball. I mean, it's just. Uh, three years ago, I never would have even thought that something that even happened. So I'm just thankful to be able to do this. So thanks again, guys. Yeah, I I, I love all you guys. It's been an absolute pleasure to get to know all of you guys and to have you on here. Um, it's just an honor. So thank you and thank everybody for watching and listening at home. Um, until next time, keep collecting. Love what you collect and just be inspired. Don't be influenced. Later. Except with my picks. I'm right. My cards are going up. <laughs>